0: Hello, babes. This is episode 50 of the Worth More podcast, and I'm your host, Cammie Bleece. I'm so excited to be hitting this milestone. I love that I have gotten to share with you different insights and encouragement and challenges and all these things over the last 50 episodes, and I hope you have enjoyed them too. And if you have, and you are a great consistent listener, I appreciate you so much. Please rate and review the podcast, share it with people that you love. It means the world to me, but I'm really, as always, I feel like I'm excited about what I'm talking about because I get to pick what I'm talking about. So why wouldn't I be excited? But today's episode feels. Specifically apt for me today, which is why I feel like I was really excited to talk about it. And we are pretty much, we're going to talk about excuses because I think a lot of us feel like, okay, yeah, I know I use excuses, like this isn't new, this isn't some like novel special idea. But at the end of the day, if you're feeling stuck in some way, if you're feeling like you're not overcoming something or you're not really happy with the way like life is going or things are going, typically it's because you're leaning into the excuses in that narrative that you have just become comfortable with and established for longer than is necessary and is much longer than is beneficial. That is why talking about excuses as much as it might feel like not a brand new novel topic itself is still so important to talk about because At the end of the day that's what most people struggle with it's just a reality you know we don't need to necessarily talk about all the flash because if you can't get past the excuses that you create for yourself every single day the flash doesn't matter so I want to help you overcome some excuses so today I'm talking about four excuses that I hear a lot of that I myself have used how you can overcome them and then kind of more of an overall how you can kind of shift out of some of these excuses that you're making and move forward into creating the life that you ultimately want for yourself. So I hope that this episode really empowers you to kind of switch your narrative, especially when it comes to the way that you use excuses in your life. And I've been trying to think of how I was feeling worthy this week. And it's interesting because this week has been very busy. I've been blessed enough to get quite a few new clients over the last few weeks, which I love. But I'm busy, and it's been interesting to have my schedule change so much. You know, I'm used to being able to run a lot more errands in the middle of the day, or not stress so much about getting in a workout, or go to the grocery store, or whatever, and now that I'm busier, those types of things are a little bit trickier to work into my schedule, hence the excuses topic that can so easily make me put all those things on the back burner. But as I was trying to think of like, how am I really feeling worthy this week? I think what I ultimately did was I gave myself the space to rest. Um, as a business owner, there is always something that you can be doing. And probably even if you're not a business owner, as partner as a mom as an employee as just a human being at the end of the day there's always stuff that we can be doing and we as a culture really struggle to rest and with me getting a lot busier resting is even harder And this week, what I've really tried to prioritize for myself is resting. So I had a couple hour break in between my morning and late afternoon clients, and I took a nap. And I think I would typically feel really guilty about that because it's the middle of the workday and I should be doing more. I should be working on more. I should be creating more. But I was so tired. And I ultimately realized that I can't serve my clients well. I work with so many people one-on-one. I have to give them all of my time and energy in that hour that we're together, that if I'm so wiped, I don't drink caffeine anymore, so I don't got that little caffeine buzz to let me ride, I need sleep. And taking that nap completely reinvigorated me. I'm very much so a power napper person. So it was like 30 minutes, but The fact that I allowed myself to say, you aren't defined by the work that you do when you're at home, and that resting is just as great as working, and that not every spare minute has to be filled with work, I was really able to kind of create that space for myself, which can be very, very hard to do, but I don't want to be defined as a, you know, workaholic, as someone who can't create boundaries and someone, you know, working for myself. If I want to create a schedule that allows me to nap in the middle of the day, well, that's the kind of schedule I created for myself. So it was just kind of a nice week to see that and to really come to peace with that and to let myself do that. And it was great. It was like afternoon naps. Our bodies are like actually created to nap in the middle of the day. That's why It's so easy to become so tired and lethargic around 3 p.m. Like it's your body's natural rhythm to want to power down at that time. And there are cultures that do encourage the siesta and the nap in the middle of the day. And America is just not one of them. But I am kind of adopting the siesta in the middle of my day sometimes throughout the week. And it has just been awesome. So I am just proud of myself for not feeling the guilt or shame that would have come with that a couple years ago and just allowing myself to enjoy it and actually rest. So that's how I'm feeling more worthy this week. If you want to share with me how you're feeling worthy, I would love to hear that. But without further ado, let us hear a quick note about our sponsor and then we'll get started. So I feel like this episode might be a slight like come to Jesus kind of episode because excuses are everywhere and they're so easy to believe, but then it's almost like the more we use an excuse, the more implausible that excuse seems. It's like, are you really that tired? Are you really that busy? Are you really that broke? Are you really that blank? You know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. After a while of using an excuse over and over again, it's just kind of like, it gets old. And I think that we have a lot of leniency with ourselves because we are tired and we are busy and, you know, it's challenging. But I think at the end of the day, if we can approach this from a place of saying, okay, what are the real priorities in my life and how can I focus on the things that have to get done, but also the things that lift me up and builds me up and fill me up and find a balance between the two, we really can create lives that we're passionate about. And excuses sort of get in the way of that, of things that we know we should wanna do, the things that we know we need to do for ourselves. But why do we listen to them so much? Why do we give so much power? Well, ultimately because that's just how our bodies work and that's how our mind works. I've said this so many times, But I want you to hear it again. Your mind and your body are created to choose the path of least resistance, to avoid discomfort, to avoid pain. And a lot of times, change is associated with pain and discomfort and fear and anxiety and all of these things. So your body is going to naturally want to go the opposite direction. So what's happening with you is very normal, but it doesn't mean that it's the right response. So you have to be able to click in, acknowledge those feelings and those circumstances, and still choose to do what you ultimately know is the right decision. So I really liked this quote by Roy T. Bennett because it's kind of like that little kick in the butt. But he says, maturity is when you stop complaining and making excuses in your life. You realize everything that happens in life is a result of the previous choice you've made and start making new choices to change your life. And I think that, you know, it's very simplistic in that way, but not making a choice to do something is still a choice. So if you're choosing not to to go for a walk, if you're choosing not to go ahead and grocery shop so that you have food at your house, if you're choosing not to wake up a little early so you can have a quiet time, whatever, you are making a decision, right? You're just making the decision that's the most convenient and comfortable. But that doesn't mean the most mature or the best decision. So first I want to kind of discuss... What are the most common excuses that I get or that I feel like people deal with? And the first couple, I think, are very, very common. And as a trainer, you know, what I do with people is a luxury in some ways, though I think moving your body is very necessary. There are so many free ways that you can do that. So if you're in a situation where you want to have a trainer I have had many a discussion with people about not feeling maybe like they have the time or not feeling like they maybe have the money or not feeling like it's really something that they feel is worth it for themselves. And it's interesting the narrative that we tell ourselves. It's interesting how we can justify these things when really they don't actually hold as much water as we might think. So the first one is, I don't have the time. I mean, we've all seen like the coffee mugs probably that like Beyonce also has 24 hours in the day and she still manages to be Beyonce, but it's kind of true in the sense of like we all have 24 hours in a day and I prioritize sleep more than other people. So sure, I'm going to choose to consistently get eight to nine hours of sleep if at all possible, which you bet that means I'm in bed by nine most nights and I'm not ashamed of that. I sleep well. But I think a lot of people think that, okay, well, to do everything that everybody else still manages to do, I only can sleep two hours and I have to give up all the things that I love and whatever. But the reality is, is you have the time and you're choosing by not, well, by not prioritizing to choose how you fill your schedule, you're choosing to not fill your schedule with things that ultimately you would rather be doing. So the truth is you can make the time. And if you're not making the time, then you're not creating a plan for ultimately really doing what you want. And I think a lot of people feel like, okay, I want to start becoming more active or I want to start a business or I want to start looking for a new job or I want to start a new hobby. And I think we get overwhelmed because we think, well, I have to find an hour out of my day every single day to do this. And that can feel really daunting for someone who has kids, who has a full-time job, who is involved in different clubs and organizations. So instead, you should start small. Look at your week and ask yourself if you can spare two hours hours from the whole week. And then maybe you break that out into 20-minute increments over 6 days, which still gives you a day off. And then you each day you have 20 minutes to devote to this goal. And even though that's not a lot of time, it's ultimately better than no time at all. You know, like there, where there's a will, there's a way. And when you kind of take this high level view of your week and you begin to drill down in each day, you can realize that there are certain time wasters that you can cut out if you're just aware. Watching TV, I mean, we all watch too much TV probably. And if you are one of those amazing people that's like, oh, I only watch TV a couple hours a week. I don't know how you do it, but good for you. There's so much that you're getting done that I'm not. But things like watching the TV or scrolling through your phone or just like texting your friends or I don't even know. Whatever you're doing that you're ultimately knowing like, I could do this for an hour or 30 minutes. Do I need to do it for four? Probably not. You have the time. Stop pretending like you don't. I know you feel busy and we'll get to that. I will give you like actionable things But at the end of the day, you have the time. So if you're feeling like this is your typical excuse, I want you to think about how you can take a goal of yours and make it into a smaller thing that you can do each day. The second excuse that I think is the most common is I don't have enough money. Whatever your goal might be, I think money can feel like a really big hindrance for a lot of people. And yes, people who do have a lot of money have more access to things and they have a better advantage at certain things. But I mean, if you believe that the only way that you can be successful in your dreams or in your goals is if you have money, then you probably won't find that success at all. Or when you get that success, it won't be near as fulfilling as you think it will be. For so many things that you're looking to do, whether you know it's getting in shape, whether it's trying new foods and expanding your palate, whether it's starting a business, whether it's just spending more time for yourself. All of these things don't have to come with a high price tag. You might just currently believe that they do. Yes, me, as a personal trainer, I am on that more luxury high end of a getting in shape goal. However, you could pop right on a Pinterest And Google full body workout, and boom, there's gonna be like a hundred billion full body workouts created by people who are happy to give you guides. I have guides. There's tons of things that are free on the internet. The reality is, is, most people struggle to show up and do them, hence why I have a job. But telling yourself that you don't have the money is Just BS, because most of the time, you just don't need all the money you think you do. You just need to get a little more creative. And a lot of people who are insanely successful now, like Oprah Winfrey or Gordon Ramsay or LeBron James, did not come from money. And they still truly made something of their lives. And I think that if we can release this idea that that's what we need and that's what's holding us back and we instead choose to get creative... We can achieve so much more. You have so much more access to things than we ever have now at a very low budget cost. So get creative and stop telling yourself that you actually need money to do this. There are free ways to do so many things if you would actually just take the time and take a little more energy. Yes, they might be slightly more energy intensive, but they're free. So the third excuse is I don't know what I want. A lot of people know like they want to change something in their life, but they're lacking that direction and they inevitably stay stuck in the same place. I'm going to have you do sort of um, activities somewhat like this um, in a minute. But I think for if you're someone who's like, I just don't know what I want. So I don't know what to do, but I'm miserable with where I'm at. So this like, I just don't know what I want excuse, keeps us from doing anything. And so a really simple exercise that you can do is just to sit down, take out a pen and a piece of paper and start writing a running list of all of the things that make you smile, that inspire you, that light that fire up inside of you and give you all these positive thoughts and feelings. And as you start to look at this list, you might start to see certain things pop out to you. Wow, I love spending time with kids. I love, you know, when I'm cooking in the kitchen, listening to music. I love whatever. And as you start to see the things that truly bring joy in your life, you can also start to see how often are you doing these things? How often are you spending time doing the things that you know make you happiest? Because... Your job might not be the most fulfilling thing for you right now, but if you're actively involved on the weekends with an organization that you adore, then you probably feel balanced because you're still kind of feeding that side of you that that wants that thing that makes you smile, that wants that thing that lights you up. So trying to find that balance is much more easily done if you can see all of the things that actually make you really happy. So the simple act of writing these things down in and of itself is therapeutic and soothing because when it's all floating around in your head, it can feel really hard to grasp. So start journaling and kind of keep writing things out that you like and as you try them, write through what that process kind of feels like and you'll start to maybe see a theme occur you'll start to kind of see like wow I feel really good when I'm doing this I feel really energized when I'm talking about that and then you start to get a direction but again the reality is is all of this takes work all of this takes shifting and you're not listening to this episode or this podcast in general if you're content staying complacent you're not But you have to understand that change doesn't happen accidentally, and it's not going to happen because you're going to feel 100% ready for it. So if you don't know what you want right now, but you know you want life to be different, take some time to think about what different would look like and what different would make you the happiest. The third and final excuse that I hear the most is that I'm my own worst enemy. I'm my toughest critic. I can't get out of my own way. And I think that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. It's so much easier to be really, really hard on yourself um, because you know all your flaws. You know all of the things that you've done wrong. You all know all the things that you're failing at or that you didn't do correctly or whatever. So it's easy to just tell yourself, I'm not good enough at it. I'm a failure. Why try anyways? But the truth is we all fail. All the time, no one is perfect, and you need to start creating a relationship with yourself that is rooted in compassion and kindness. And I think a really simple activity and a really simple way to do that is by having a picture of yourself as like a five or six year old kid. And any time you start feeling really angry at yourself for something or start saying something that's not very nice about yourself, that's not very encouraging. I encourage you to look at that photo and realize that that's who you are. You are still that person. That young six-year-old person is still inside of you. And so many of our responses and our reactions in our life is rooted from the things that happened when we were so much younger that we might not even realize. So it's important to be able to look at yourself with kindness and it's a lot easier when you can see yourself as a kid. Because how would you say this to a child? Would you say this at all to a child? And when you can kind of see yourself as something a little more innocent, as something a little more kind of just, I don't know, sweet and special in a way that just kind of warms you up, then you can realize, wow, being an a-hole to myself and That obviously wouldn't make this six-year-old version of me any more productive than it's going to make this 30 or 40 or 50-year-old version of me. So look at that picture, find one that makes you smile, but allow it to remind yourself that when you're being really tough on yourself, there's still that person inside of you that deserves to be spoken to kindly. And maybe even keep a little list of things that you are proud of about about yourself, of things that you have accomplished, of things that you are thankful that you've been able to do. And as you go through your week or your year or your month or whatever, add to that list. And each time you feel like you're going to get down on yourself, look at that list and look at that picture and remind yourself of all the things that you've done and where you've come from because you deserve to kind of be able to Speak to yourself and see yourself with all of that potential. So those are kind of four excuses that I feel like are really common and can really hold people back. So, okay, we've discussed the excuses. Maybe some of those are starting to resonate with you. How do we move through this? How do we get over this? First, I think the most important thing you can start is by prioritizing. So this is where I'm going to get you to like, Jot some things down because I think that again, tangibly seeing these things is critical. And you're going to break this up into like three sections. The first section are the things that must happen every single day or most days. So for me, that would be like my job. I have to work every single day. I got bills to pay. I don't get the luxury of just not working. I love working, but I have to work. This has to happen. For me personally, I don't have kids. I don't have a lot of clubs I'm involved in. So there's not a lot else that has to happen for me every day. But maybe for you, there are. Maybe you do have to take your kids to school. Maybe you do have to run certain committee meetings or maybe you do have to, I don't know. You know what I mean. If there's something that you know you have to do, that goes in the must happen column. The second column are all the things that kind of should happen and need to happen and are currently kind of happening so i that it becomes more of like the working out i i also want to put like the taking your kids to school or being on certain committees in this category as well because It's really important to get creative here. Are you the only person that can take your kids to school? What about carpooling? Is it really necessary for you to be heading up the committee? Could you just be a participant so that you don't have to go as often? You know, there are certain things that you feel like this has to happen, but it doesn't really. So that's where you kind of put this in this should happen kind of thing. And you start to see, okay, these are all the things that I feel the pressure to happen that I feel like should happen, but they don't have to happen. And the final column is the things that just don't need to happen. I don't know what that looks like for you, but there are maybe things that you're filling your day with that you're like, I don't need to be doing this. And that might seem really obvious, but writing it out and being like, wow, I see that I've been doing a lot of this certain thing that just doesn't actually need to happen. And when you can see how you're splitting up your time and you're like, wow, a lot of the things that I do are in that should happen but don't have to happen. And then that like really don't have to happen category, you can start to prioritize. So the second step is sort of thinking like, what is your ideal day look like? And if you could only consistently do one to two things in that more should have to happen but don't have to happen category that would like make your day feel amazing pick one or two and think about what that ideal day would look like so for me the two things that don't have to happen but should happen because they make my day feel so much better is my quiet time and my working out those two things are not musts for me but they really should happen And genuinely, on days that I do both of those things in addition to my job, I feel so accomplished. I could get nothing else done. But if I get those three things done, I feel amazing. So what are those one or two things for you that if you're like, if I could consistently do this thing every day, it would change how I felt about my day and myself. So start to prioritize because if you can remove and think more creatively about your should happen so that you can move a couple of those things from the should to the must so that you can really create a day for yourself that is ideal, that's what you want to do. You need to start looking at your day with flexibility. You're not trapped. You might feel a little trapped and I get that, but you're not. But so be willing to step out and look at the way, what you've written down and ask like, okay, are all these things that I'm filling my day with necessary? Are they filling me up? Probably not because you're currently doing the activity and feeling like you're a little lost and frustrated with your excuses, keeping you from doing the things that you want to be doing. So how can you shift those things, those couple of things into the must category, even though they're not really must, but you know what I mean? in the must category, so that you can prioritize doing something that really makes you feel good. Then you look at that list and you say, like for me, in my must category, most days, every day for me, work, (laughs) most days, working out and quiet time. And then everything else kind of becomes secondary. You know, that meeting or that club or that event, that all becomes secondary. If I can go to that, it's a nice to have. But it is not a need to have for a successful day for me. So what are your not need to haves? And what are your really this would be a great thing to have? As you kind of start to do this and you see like, okay, this is what it is. You know those excuses are going to get in your way. You know that they're going to creep up because habits, old habits die hard. The biggest thing that I can say is you got to ignore how you feel for a little while. I am all about listening to your body and tuning in. But a lot of the times, because our bodies want to resist change and pain, they will lie to you. And they will make you feel like you don't want to do something, even though you should. You need to ignore how you feel. Your feelings got you where you are right now. And I'm assuming you really don't want to stay there because you're here. And you're trying to figure out how to shift out of that. So your feelings haven't ultimately made your life 100% better. So maybe it's time to table them a little bit or turn down their volume and go through the motions. So for me especially, I train all day long. I feel so great when I work out, but getting myself to work out is still really hard some days because that's all I do all day long with other people. So I've kind of had to stop asking myself if I really feel like going to yoga. If I really feel like going for a run. And I just do it. I just start putting on my yoga clothes, start grabbing my mat, start grabbing my towel, filling up my water, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And I just start going through the motions. And eventually I end up at yoga. Eventually I'm into the class. And by the end, so thankful I'm there. I didn't feel like going in the beginning at all. But I ignored that and I showed up anyways, and I'm so thankful at the end that I did. I don't feel like waking up earlier than I already have to because I have super early mornings. But by the time I'm up with my coffee doing my quiet time and then I can, you know, calmly and joyfully step into a day with my clients from a really grounded place, I'm always so thankful that I did that, that I didn't listen to the fact that I was just feeling sleepy. I always feel sleepy when I wake up. That's normal for most people. So you've got to ignore how you feel. And I think, you know, a key thing to remember is just one step at a time and then another and then another. You don't have to see all a hundred steps to get to where you want to go. You've just got to see the next step. You've just got to do the next thing. You've got to stop believing that just because something feels hard, it isn't the right choice for you. But if you're overwhelmed with doing a hundred things that you think will make you happy, you're not going to have any direction on where to go. This is why the prioritizing is so important because when you really see that there's only one or two things that must happen, you realize you filled 90% of your day with a whole bunch of BS that doesn't have to happen. So figure out the one or two things that really need to happen. Figure out the one or two things that don't have to happen, but that would be really great for your day. And let the rest go. Let the rest go. Ignore how you feel a little bit as you try and move forward in those steps. And just keep taking one step at a time. You are so often the only one standing in front of your way. It's just you. It's just you there telling yourself that you can't do it. Telling yourself, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I'm not worth it. I don't know what I really want, so what's the point? It's just you, and it's time to move. It's time to get out of your own way. It's time to stop telling yourself that these excuses work, because they're old, and they're tired. And the life that you really want for yourself, the day that you really want for yourself, is capable, totally. You just have to believe that you can do that. So I encourage you to push out the excuses, to start to prioritize and seize the day that you know is waiting for you. I cannot wait to hear how these days are going and how you start busting through these excuses. You're going to do amazing because you're absolutely worth this effort and this work. Do not tell yourself that you're not. You might feel uncomfortable, but that does not mean that you're not on the right path. You're going to do amazing. Best of luck until next time. And I will talk to you all so soon.